Armed with wit, confidence, and a melting pot of experiences, we're tapped into the culture and nothing is off limits. This is Malik and Jamal. Welcome to the podcast. I see you doing that little challenge on Instagram, though, where like each day you have a different song. Um, okay, no, about this because I'm actually really enjoying this challenge. We're going to it. I see. Every if day you, I see you circling a new one. If you look at um my actual like Instagram profile, you'll see I actually made a um memory called Thirty Day Music, where I'm just recording all of them. You're just recording all the music. We're like I'm keeping track of all the different songs. Oh wow. So you're going to make like a whole Corona 30-day playlist? Pretty much. That's nice. Um, Hold on. I'm trying to find a picture of it because if I play it, then you're going to just start hearing all the songs. And I'm not trying to. Yeah. Also copyrights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forgot about the law. Forgot about the law. Yeah, a lot of people do until they don't. <laughs> until <laughs> someone comes by their door and says, hey, y'all remember? <laughs> remember me? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you do exist. Okay, so day one was a song that represents you. So I did Ooh Child. Because, <laughs> I don't know, I think that just represents so much of my childhood. And, like, I remember in particular this one episode of Bernie Mac. I think it was the first or second episode where the Jordans character was, like, super sad and homesick and trying to buy a telescope to see his mom. And they started playing that song. And it was just like, damn, this is beautiful. Yeah. Shout out to the Bernie Mac show. Uh, rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Chicago legend. Love that, man. Yeah, that show was hilarious. That show was mass slept on, in my opinion. We do not, people so, do not talk about how great that show was. We really don't. We really don't. That show was amazing. Aunt Wanda, like, Vanessa, man. baby girl. I, um, I didn't go to school with her, but a lot of my friends went to school with Dee Dee Davis. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm Facebook friends with her. And so, like, whenever I see something about Bernie Mac posted on Facebook, she's always the one sharing it. And then I just get so sad. I'm like, damn. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, um, rest okay, in peace. Day one. Day two was a party, a song to play at a party. And so it's a running joke with some of my friends in college that UCLA by R.O. Grime is a banger. Okay, you got to send me that one. Okay. Don't. Don't get too excited. It's kind of it's like one of my um funny songs. I know you you have a lot of those. We had one night where we were literally just throwing like songs that are good in the facetious manner, and you know, looking back, I'm just like, wow, why do we hate ourselves? That is, this is so hour and a half doing that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we really did. That's Didn't we go to a concert afterwards? Was that the night of the concert? Oh, my God. That might have been the night of the con. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Shout out to Austin Mills. I don't remember anybody else because I was low-key halfway falling asleep. But Austin Mills was a G. He was Austin great. Austin Mills was fire. Wait. We went to go see Bank, right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Look at you. I'll try. I thought you normally like forget irrelevant names, but okay. I usually do, but every time I heard his name, I played Big Bank in my head. <laughs> so a song that easy. sounds nothing like his music. 
exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. But no, it was a fun concert. I just wish he had started earlier and I had had an espresso when we came in. That music was way too slow to start playing at one, two o'clock in the morning. Dude, it was relaxed as hell. It was good. Okay. When I say irrelevant, first of all, that's because during that night, Austin Mills was like, oh, wow, okay, that's different. And everybody else was kind of doing the same vibe. It's not because he's actually an insignificant artist. He's pretty good, but just not at 3 a.m. Yeah, not at 3 a.m. Um, yeah, you got to play some a bit. Now, Austin Mills, he was hitting it. He got the soul samples. I started adding, like, Chance the Rapper lyrics in there. It was lit. We got through, what, two or three songs? Two songs. Uh, you got through right. songs you party to. Songs I party to. Uh, right, that was UCLA. The next one was a song with the name of a food. And so, oh, you're going to hate me for this one. I did Hot Toddy with Usher and Jay-Z. <laughs> Day four was an old song, and that was also like a day or two after Bill Withers passed away. Mm. I did Ain't No Sunshine because that's my song. Mm. Um, yeah. For day five, it was a song that makes you nostalgic. I did You Gotta Be, You Gotta Be by Desiree. If you didn't grow up with cable, you heard this song on every single PBS commercial. Mm. Mm. That's a solid one. I mean, me personally, Keisha Cole, Love. Mm. That one, that one gets me every time. Anything that, that was like on the Chicago R&B stations when I was a small child, nostalgia instantaneously. Mm, I feel that. 107.5 WGCI. Shout mm, out. Shout out to them. Or 102.7, depending on who you turn up with. Exactly. Depending on who in the car at the time. <laughs> facts. Facts. Right. Let's call it what it is. You're right. you <laughs> So day six was a song about love. So I hit them with the We Belong Together, Mariah. Hey, you know how trash I am. The first song I thought about was Single Again by Big Sean. <laughs> there is a Big Sean on there. My oh, I know. Was- I saw that one. I, I was like, of course you would pick that song for that category. I love that song, man. That song, he he opened his heart out. I'm not going to lie. There were some days in college I listened to that song. We're talking about Ashley by Big Sean, by the way. There was oh, yeah. sometimes I listened to that song in college and like, man, I was in my feelings. I'm not going to lie to you. It is. Miguel on the vocal. Mm. B.I.G. did it. Yeah. Um, day seven was a song from the year you were born. So 1996. So I did uh, Pony by Genuine. <laughs> yeah, I definitely had to double take. I was like, why did you pick Pony? And it was like song, you, song uh, same year you were born. I was like, OK, fine. <laughs> That's acceptable. <laughs> Right. I'm like, there's no other re- reason I would have put Pony, but I'm like, 1996, let's have some fun. Shit, fuck it. Shout out to Genuine and Magic Mike. Facts. Okay, so day eight, of course, was Ashley by Big Sean. Yep. A song with the name of a person. That's what the prompt for that one was. Day nine, a song that cheers you up. What did I put for this? I don't even remember. Okay, I just figured it out. Sunday Candy. Mm, yeah, that was good. Shout That's out to my Jane. song, man. That song hits every time I hear it. Yeah. Slaps. Absolutely. Um, and then the last one was a song you never get tired of. So I did Miss Independent by Nia. <laughs> Man, Gabrielle Union music video cameo, like Nia with those hats back then. I used to man, I would be in Sears trying to buy South Pole clothing that would make me look like Neo. It was bad. Listen, I was I was in the same boat. And the bad part was my mama, she encouraged this behavior. 
Same. Fact. I'm on it too. I mean, but like, how can you not support your your young child wanting to dress like an upstanding gentleman? You know, <laughs> an You're upstanding right. gentleman that respects women. That's you know, you can't be mad at that. I don't know if I would say respects women. I would say an, uh, an upstanding gentleman who was like, yo, you got your own bet. I can save my money. Was that the point? Uh, I guess, yeah, if you looked at it from a pessimistic standpoint. like If you look at the song as a standalone, you're yeah. right. It's a song about empowerment. But uh-huh. then he made another song called She Got Her Own. But, like, wasn't there a time when, like, everybody was doing, doing that? No, Neo does that a lot. That's what I'm saying. Neo consistently has songs about women spending their own money so he can save his. <laughs> uh, you know. Okay, actually, you know what? Tangent, because you did say that was the last song. Would you ever be in a relationship with somebody and um, you would allow them to not work? Like they would just be like a housewife, so to speak. Mm, that's a. That's a hard one. Um, my mentality, we all got to eat. Mm. No plate ain't got to be as big as mine. But, like, we all need a meal. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I mean, I think if it's if it's for a reason for the sake of, like, familial obligations or health or anything like that, then obviously, sure. But yeah. I ideally would want a two-income household. I just think it's more realistic especially in today's society and thinking about years from now if and when i do get married it just seems like an easier life mm. see i look at it from a because i've been having this conversation with my mom my mom keeps going get out of my face um for me but for me personally i think about like the amount of time i would save um the amount of time I would save by having another person do all the things that I don't want to do, which really sounds like really manipulative. But at the same time, it's like, listen, I pay all the bills. I'm like the way I look at it, if you have one breadwinner, right, that person's one job is to make that money and to find ways to make more money. So that sure. means the other person's obligation in that case is to make sure that stuff is, you know, like the 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 things you spend time doing, cooking, cleaning. Um, grocery shopping, handling finances, budgeting, like all those other things that you need to do to support yourself as your own laundry, all the things, uh, you know, like even fixing your bed, stuff like that, like dusting things that as a single individual that you have to normally spend your time doing that have nothing to do with your career endeavors. You have a person to make sure all those things are done. And that would be a supreme value to me. And I would respect that individual if they said, you know what, that's kind of what I want to do. Um, obviously not on the income I'm making now, because <laughs> if so, we're eating ramen noodles for the foreseeable future. But I would say like, yeah, if I had the money to do it, like I absolutely like the amount of just like peace you kind of could get from that. Um, I get that absolutely. I think two things from my perspective. One, I'll start off with the more serious one first. I feel like a lot of times, if the dynamic is that the guy, if this is a heterosexual relationship and the okay. guy is the prominent breadwinner and the woman is the housewife that becomes a cop out for the guy to not be a present contributor to the family whether that's Mm. or helping out around the house at some point being an active father for instance i think Mm. it becomes 
it's an interesting dynamic that I think, if not done carefully, yeah, could lead to some very strange power dynamics and just deadbeat familial figures. Mm. That one, like, obviously that can be fixed, altered, whatever. Someone that was stepping into something like that would obviously have the cognitive or should have the cognizance and know-how. And if that was you, obviously, that would be the case. Now, (laughs) I like my shit done a certain way. Mm. And I also not trying to tell nobody, yo, thanks for doing this, but you did it wrong. You do it this way. I'd rather just do it myself. Mm. Like, I have too much respect for you to be like, I am ridiculously tedious and I like a very specific way for things to be done. Mm. So I'm going to ask you to do it that way. No, fuck that. I'll just do it myself. But see, I guess that would be something that like part of the social contract that you would have or the uh, the verbal contract would be like, hey, like there is a certain standard that I like to be done. And we should definitely discuss and negotiate the standard that we uphold amongst ourselves. And again, this is something that both party parties mutually agree to. Um, I never wanted to seem like that's kind of how I view relationships as being healthy um, because that'd be awful. because some people are just not built for that. Like, that's just, you know, same way. Um, yeah, some people are just not built for that dynamic either. Like, people think, like, the breadwinner has it easy. Like, nah, like, the breadwinner's job is to find more opportunities to make money. So, like, he's not, like, just working and chilling. Like, he's he's working and figuring out more hustles and more ways to make more. Like, that's why I was about to go into the, the second pivot, how gender factors into that. So, the reverse case. So, if it is a heteronormative relationship, right? If the woman ends up being the person that is the main breadwinner and the man ends up being um, the person that is the steward of the home or if it's a non heteronormative relationship, um, thinking about how that affects the dynamic there. So I think I can in terms of like a heterosexual relationship, I'll speak from my perspective. If my partner made more than me or made enough that like we could survive. I would still want to work. Please work on something. Maybe, maybe not have a traditional nine to five like job. I enjoy like passion projects too much to not do to just kind of be the house husband. I just think I get bored too Mm. easily. We've been stuck in the house for these past three weeks, and I'm bored shitless. Yeah. Now combine that with I gotta cook, clean, and do everything else. Now, I can do that and work on my own side hustle or passion project, but, like, I got to be doing something else on the side besides just the upkeep of the house. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, for me, I feel like that I felt like that was my dynamic growing up as a kid, which was my mother works a lot of hours. She's um, my mom works a lot of hours. So. I ended up basically like going to school and like making sure the career was clean with like my main responsibilities. So I guess I see from my point of view, I'm like, I can see the value in that particularly too. like, you know, if you have kids like that changes the dynamic a little bit too. But also, you know, when I talk to most like women about that type of thing, they're like, listen here, quite frankly, there's going to be a point where I'm just going to be disrespectful to him because he don't make none. Like there's going to be something I want to do and something he don't want to do. And I'll be like, but you ain't got no money. So what you really going to do? Or like there was one one of my friends was like, I would just tell him if I ask him to do something, he says no. My response will probably be, what else you doing? I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all both need a job. <laughs> yeah, y'all both need to leave the house in the morning. 
So, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It was a discussion I was having. And, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know how many people could take, could respect somebody giving to the household in a way that's very different and still respect it. Like, and see, I absolutely, I know a lot of people who's, like, has one or, like, one of their parents who stays at home and kind of takes care of the domestic aspects of life. Utmost respect for that. It's absolutely a full-time job. Yeah. It's just not necessarily, I have a certain standard of living that I want in my life, and I would rather everybody in the family besides the kids kind of contribute to that. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's really hard for me to aspire to a gated community on one paycheck. That's true, unless you drop that hot track. Exactly. Or somehow become an NBA star. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to happen, saying that I don't like running. Yeah, (laughs) you're not seven foot, so you're going to have to do a lot of running. Like, uh, shout out to Muggsy Bowes. Wasn't he like 5'8"? Yeah, he was was shorter than both of us. Um, And then, what's his name? Nate Robinson. And Nate Robinson, yeah. The homie right there. When that man decided to go to the dunk contest, he looked at everybody under six feet and said, do better. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. Yeah, when you get beat by somebody that short in the duck contest you you need to reevaluate i remember when he was on the chicago bulls uh way back when and there was a jump ball this man <laughs> went under the dude's legs <laughs> he played to his strengths i respect the hell out of him. wouldn't that i mean that makes sense like it's the same thing they used to talk about muxy bows had a really good he was really good at stealing and it's like yeah of course he is like he, <laughs> he can reach a lot lower <laughs> Like he's already down there. What do you mean? Yeah, of course he can steal the ball. Of course he's better than Rondo at stealing. Like, yeah. He can reach easily. Thanks so much for listening to Malik and Jamal, y'all. We make every episode hoping our listeners walk away with a laugh and a new perspective. Hopefully we hit the mark. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our channel, share our episodes, and follow us on Instagram at MalikXJamal. If you hated what you heard, well, feel free to slide in our DMs and tell us what you think. We don't really give a damn, but sometimes we get bored and need some cheap entertainment. All right, until next time, posse out.